Or you were just fucking blown away. And I mean, this was Schumacher's dominance. And here, here comes this Alonso guy comes along, gets the fucking job done. And he was out. He was out outpacing Schumacher. Peter. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Today, this is going to be a fun one. We're checking out the Formula One guys, and we're going to break down the drivers in terms of who's the top three in qualifying, racing, the mental game, as in who's the cleverest out there, who can out-strategize someone else, who can gain advantages by mentally dominating someone else, Things like that. Clever strategies, like a chess game player, right? And who's got the biggest balls? It's kind of fun, this one, actually. And obviously, we're going to use the drivers that are out there today. Our current drivers of 2023. So what we're going to do, guys, we're going to go through each one. Now, to keep the peace, we're n- I'm not going to give you my top three of all time. Uh, oh, I've done that already in another podcast, so um, you can check that out if you want as well. But... We'll just go through who I consider, and then you guys can obviously have your opinions. I'll have my opinion. But what I'm seeing at the moment, uh, this is the way I look at it. So, at the moment, let's start off with qualifying. Now, when we go with this, guys, okay, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going to our first boy, Max Verstappen. Now, this is the top three qualifiers out there at the moment. Now, in other words... Before we get into talk about Verstappen, when we say a qualifier, who can pull it out of their ass, okay, if they really, really need to for that extra one or maybe two, maybe even three tenths if all else fails. The car is struggling, they need to get it to fucking sink the shoe and they need to get it on pole or off pole or God knows what, pull off a goddamn miracle. Who would be the guys that could do it out there? In third, I've got Verstappen. Now, we're going to go third, second, and then first for each category, right? So, we're going to, like I said, we're starting with the top qualifiers. In third, Max. Well, for me, Max was disappointing, I have to say, in 2021. He was on for one of the greatest laps of all fucking time in 2021 at Jeddah, the second last round of the year. He's the last car out there. He comes through, he comes on to the, he's on the last lap, he's up, he's quickest, and it just looks a monster lap he's doing. He comes on to the lap, onto the main straight, and he puts it in the wall. Now look, every fucking driver can make a mistake out there. So, I'm gonna go easy, a little easy on him. But for me, for Stappen, in at number three, that just took the icing off the cake now maybe it's it's not such a big mistake that you'd hold it against him for the rest of his life no because he didn't win the championship at that stage he was going for the championship so maybe just a tiny little bit of fucking nerves and just got him and you'd maybe forgive him for that one because at the end of the day he still won it anyway so and he and he qualified off pole for that race not pole so he was still on the front row uh, actually, hang on, was he? Uh, I'd have to check that anyway, but he was right up there. He was right up there, and he won the championship anyway. Alonso is in at number two. Where is our boy here? There he is. 
Fernando Alonso. He's been around a long, long time, guys. He's in his 40s. He's got so much experience under his belt. It's amazing. Definitely, without question, the most experienced driver out there. Uh, He's even been around before Hamilton was there. So, in terms of just pure experience, well, it's number one Alonso, but we're not talking about experience, but it does help. Now, Alonso can still pull it out of his ass when he really needs to. He's got the balls, he's got the balance in his head, the mental game is there. He's done some qualifying laps, especially against Schumacher back in the day, where you were just fucking blown away. And I mean, this was Schumacher's dominance, and here here comes this Alonso guy, comes along, gets the fucking job done, and he was out he was out outpacing Schumacher. Which was almost almost an impossible thing to do with Schumacher in that Ferrari that time. It was unbelievable. Now, the Benetton was a great car, but you should definitely check out some of these YouTube clips, guys, and uh, qualifying. Uh, some of them are just incredibly impressive. Number two, Fernando Alonso. Now, this is probably going to be a weird one for you. Number one, I'd put George Russell. You're probably going, what the fuck? I've got to hand it to Russell. He's one of those qualifying drivers. He wouldn't be classed as a racer. And believe me, that is almost like a saying. There's a lot of guys in the racing world that are absolutely exceptional qualifiers. They can always do the job when the pressure's on. They'll deliver. They'll perform. Can Russell get that little bit extra out of the car? I think he can. Definitely. He definitely relies on car handling more so he uses his 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 brain for this in other words he may not be able to pull it out of his ass physically on the track but he'll be able to figure out a way with car setup in qualifying to get him there you know so there is a difference but hey whatever gets the job done gets the fucking job done so for me russell he's always been up there qualifying his racing is okay. Yeah, it's okay. In fact, I think he even even mentions, uh, don't quote me, but I think he even mentions in Netflix Drive to Survive at one stage that he prefers qualifying or it just suits him better or something. Something on the lines of that anyway. But for me, Russell can definitely just squeeze that extra little bit out when he needs to. And he'll squeeze it out of the car not himself but again (coughs) excuse me guys this isn't a sport of relying on just yourself you got to rely on the car or even better be clever use the car so yeah george russell number one alonzo number two and verstappen number three okay so we're going to move on to the racers now as i move on guys Excuse me. It's all typical. You always cough in a podcast. When we go through these different categories, now, I'm not labeling them as the greatest of all time now. So in other words, we have George Russell up here as number one qualifier, I see. Just because he's the top qualifier does not mean he's in anywhere near the top five or two or one or three for racing or sheer balls. 
this is just breaking them down of who's the best in what certain area. Because it's like a fighter. I mean, you need to have the complete package at the end of the day. Like, Ayrton Senna was the complete package. Unbelievable qualifier. Unbelievable racer. Unbelievable balls. And an unbelievable man to set up a car. He had all four going for him. And he had passion, so you could say he would five things going for him. He had every box ticked. Whereas these guys, unfortunately for them, they don't. So just keep that in mind, guys, as we, as we go along. So the top racers. Okay, well, uh, coming in at number three. Um, some, some of you probably think I'm mad for doing this one. Hamilton I'd put at number three. You know, I'm not a fan of Hamilton, as many of you know if you've listened to my other podcasts. But I've, I've always been very, very fair to all of the drivers. If I think they're doing well, I'd fucking give, the, I'd give them a compliment. I'd give them a high five if they were here. Then if they do shit, well, then they do shit. But I've always said this about Hamilton. He'd always go for it. He's got the old school racer in him. His, his hero was Ayrton Senna, just like me. Now, that doesn't mean he's a good racer or a bad racer. No. But I can see in him that he... He still admires Senna. He's he's in love with that man, and he just he, you can see that he so desperately wants to be that type of old school racer. Now you're either born with it or you're not, and he 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 has a gift for being a racer. He's he's good, and you know what? What I love about Hamilton, if there's a half a fucking gap, he'll make a full gap. Not a dirty driver, and he. And believe me, I, in fact, I think he's probably the cleanest driver on the track, to be fair to him, and I'll always give him that. But he'll find a way to make a half a gap into enough of a gap for his whole car. And he'll always go. He'd never back down. Ever back down. Which I think is great. So Hamilton definitely comes in at number three. You'll probably be very surprised about my next one. Kevin Magnussen, the Haas driver. Now this fucker is old school. This fucker is old school, man. This guy, his dad was in Formula One. Uh, Magnussen, he's an old school driver, kind of like Hamilton. Uh, he's got balls. He he loves. I even remember, you know, he doesn't he doesn't get on the radio and complain and bitch like the other f- girls on the on the. Sorry, no, ladies, if you're listening, five year old girls. That's what I mean. He's not complaining like other people do on the radio. You know, giving out to the team. Fuck you guys. Who the fuck you think you are? Just unprofessional. Magnuson doesn't do this shit. He has a couple of his moments, yes. But he's nowhere near like the guys. The other guys out in the track. Uh, I remember he was, I think, on the third row at one race. And they were. it was a wet race. And they were starting the race. And they were wondering, do they do a rolling start or a standing start? And they were interviewing Magnussen, and a lot of the drivers were saying, oh, a rolling start would be better. Because it's it's safer in the as a rolling start, guys. It's safer. Because at a standing start, you could get wheel spin, you could spin, all of a sudden somebody doesn't get off the line in front of you. Crash. Carnage. So a rolling start is, is just, it's, it's a safer way. And more importantly, you, you can get off the line, well, you don't have, sorry, you don't have to get off the line easy with... A rolling start so it's easier to keep your position whereas Magnuson was asked would you prefer a rolling start or a standing start he's like oh standing start man standing start and like he was almost like chest bumping 
he was almost like chest bumping the fucking the the, the TV commentator. <laughs> it was brilliant. And you could just see it. And you can hear him in the radio. You can see some of his moves. I would definitely check out. And I know I'm always saying it. I'm a repetitive motherfucker here. Watch Drive to Survive, guys. Formula One, Netflix, Drive to Survive. You'll see a lot of their 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 maneuvering and their their racecraft in general. I don't Magnuson, definitely at number two. And the big man, Alonso, I'd have at number one as a racer. What he did, and this is actually going back to to like when we we're talking about Schumacher with his qualifying. Same thing for his racecraft. What he used to do against Schumacher was absolutely fucking unbelievable. Now, he was in a position where he was the young guy, he had to go for it, and he did. And he raced, really raced. And you could see there was there was a a mental strategy forming in his head. Like Alonso will have put you in a situation where you'll fuck up. So you could be climbing all over the back of Fernando Alonso, putting pressure on him. He'll keep his cool and he'll almost be observing you as you're going around, knowing where you're quicker than him and where he's quicker than you. He'll know this one in a few laps and he'll put you in a position on the track at your weak corner and he'll try and capitalize on that on you. So he's 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 not worried about himself in front. He knows he can keep his cool, absolutely ice cool with pressure on him. And he'll be observing you in his back mirrors. And he'll know where to put you. So in other words, he's not going to put you off or like dirty move. But he'll get you slow enough at one, one area where he'll get, get, get you alongside him. And then he'll he'll actually just drift wide out the other outside of the track. And then you've got to back off because he knows that's the weak part for you on the corner. So if you really screw up on that corner, he's going to gain at least another two or three seconds. Maybe it's kind of hard to explain. And I hope I am. I'm sorry, guys. I hope I am trying to explain it well here. Um, but it's it very, very clever and just a natural gifted racecraft, Fernando Alonso. Uh, okay. Clever. Who do we have for this? This was the toughest one. Um, this was the toughest one. And, you know, I, I'm not on, honestly sure if I'm... If I'm the best man for the job on this one here. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's go with it anyway. Verstappen I have in at number three. He's done some good moves. He's got this pit... He can, he can observe when, I should, when he should come into the pit strategy. He gets on the team radio. Hey, guys, let's make the move now, even though the, the team would have a, a pit strategy for, let's say, 20 laps. But Verstappen can sometimes sometimes read the track where he goes, no, no, guys, we need to come in 15. Let's do that when, when we can overtake him. So he can be very good at reading certain scenarios. Not all the time, but he can do it quite a few, quite a few times. So I'd have Verstappen at number three. Number two, Oscar Piastri. I know, the new boy. There's something about this guy. There's something about this guy. He's been right along Lando Norris in the last few races. He's uh, obviously he's got right up there with Norris now. They're at the, the top of the grid. But some of his racecraft moves, yes, it's racecraft and it's, he's, he's a gift of racecraft. 
but the cleverness of his moves, he's positioned his car in good places in qualifying in certain parts of the race where he knows that he'll gain an advantage. Um, and I would definitely keep an eye out for him. We need more footage of him, to be honest. They're not showing a huge amount of footage with him. Um, like even in Belgium, uh, Carlos Sainz tried to blame him now even though he was going up the inside, which is an absolutely 100 mistake, no mistake about it, no question, and a racing driver move. Piastri was not in the wrong here, and Carlos Sainz was trying to blame him. Piastri had none of it. He knows he's full of shit. He did exactly what I needed to do. Piastri got squeezed going to the first corner, but hey, mistakes happen. So I've got a lot of a lot of hope for Piastri, I really do, I really do. He, I think his mental toughness is right there, and he's he's quite cool, like Alonso. He can think through certain scenarios. So definitely keep an eye out for Oscar Piastri and McLaren. And number one, well, we're back to the man himself, Fernando Alonso. Uh, well, haven't we spoken about him already, really? He can put the car in certain positions, right? I mean, it really is, it's like the uh, the racing driver craft uh because it can take quite a bit it can, racecraft is not just balls it's cleverness as well you know like fernando alonso would be the type of guy if he was a golfer now if anybody golfs out there you'll know that there's obviously there's birdies and there's eagles where you can gain gain shots but then you could score a bogey or a double bogey and you're losing shots or you can be clever enough to say well hang on I'll just stay exactly where I am and I'll let the other guy fuck it up or the other girl fuck it up. So Alonso can get the balance to know when he should just stay where he is, keep the cool, let the race come to me. Let the other guy lose the race, not me win the race. So sometimes, guys, you don't have to go win the race and chase. You let the other guy fuck it up all up, all up for you. And Alonso, I think, is quite good knowing when a driver can make a mistake or the team's just not on it and he knows when to keep the cool uh you know he instead of doing a two pit stop he might do a one pit stop because he knows that well you know what we're not performing that well today but we are performing better on these harder tires if we go with the one one's pit stop and he'll know that if mclaren or verstappen's in the lead they're on softs if he stays and yes he's going to lose out in the hard tires for now but if he keeps his cool, stays exactly where he is, stays on one pit stop instead of two, he's saving time, plus he'll know he'll have that advantage going into the long part of the race at the end. And that's what it all is about anyway. Finishing first across the checkered flag. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Alonso. Okay, and the last one. Who's got the biggest balls in there? <laughs> Well, okay, I'm going to give it to Hamilton, number three. Coming in at number three, Lewis Hamilton. And like I was saying there a while ago, what were we, dis we were discussing him in racing cars. Yeah, um, like I'm saying, there's you need the mental, the, the, the ability to, to think your way around the track, but, only, but also you need balls and persistence and patience. But in terms of balls, Hamilton will go for a gap that's half there and he'll make it into a, a, a full car's width gap. He will. And like I'm saying, not in a dirty way. He'll just, he'll manage to do it and he won't back off. If he needs to go on the outside, he'll go on the fucking outside. So I do admire Hamilton for that. 
Number two! You might be surprised with this one again. Kevin Magnuson. I think his racecraft is unbelievable. He He's like the Hamilton. Uh, old school driver. Any gap on the outside, any gap on the inside, he'll go for. And he will chase you down. He will not give up on you. He will keep going and going and going and going until he can win. So Magnussen comes in number two. Verstappen. Maybe I give it to Verstappen for the balls. Maybe I, I mean, this was a really hard one to do. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If there's one man on the grid right now, like I'm saying Hamilton would go for a gap, a half a gap, but he'll make it into, in a clean way, he'll make it into a full gap. If there's any man that would actually go for a half a gap, <laughs> like Banzai Kamikaze shit, it's this man, Verstappen. And you know what? He can be a little dirty, and even at Jeddah two, two years ago, I honestly think he did break test Hamilton. He was trying to knock off his front wing. Um, it was not very sportsmanlike, and it was so deliberate. So he can be a bit dirty when he needs to, uh, when he wants to. And but I think at the same time, I love his his balls. He does have balls. Uh, if only he'd stop fucking complaining and giving out on the fucking radio, man. He's he. he He's breaking my balls on that one. Um, so, guys, that is my that is my top four categories. Um, I'm not even going to say who's who. I think is the best out there. I'll let you guys decide that one. And uh, but I think it was fun to just to break it down, you know. And if you are watching Director Survive, it's important because it's important to keep those those four elements separate because you've got clever and ball balls there they should be part as one then you've got racers natural gift but then you could say well you need to be clever and you got need to have balls but how much balls how much cleverness do you have and so it, it in a way it's really trying to separate all of the elements into to one so it's very hard to do this and qualifying george russell is a classic example of that type of carter Personally, racing Formula Ford, Formula 3, to Formula 1. Some guys are really on it at qualifying. They just don't have it in the race. Now, Russell's still a good racer. He just won't get it, the juice out of it for you. So, anyway, guys, um, I hope you enjoy that one. And, of course, we will be back with more Formula 1 and more dating and other sorts of weird, crazy shit that's going on out there in the world at the moment. Talk to you later, guys. Thanks. Peter. Wow. 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 Wow.